Welcome to Small Business Minutes. We will learn to survive, adapt, and thrive. Welcome to our Business GPS podcast series. In this series, we will discuss business navigation topics. Those are starting a new business, purchasing an existing business, growing your thriving business, headwinds that ultimately come and how to deal with them, succession and succession planning, and the sale of a business. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our business GPS series on starting a business. So if any of you out there have ever started a business or have tried to start a business, you know the task and tasks that are required to get it going. It can be daunting. I believe that's why many people who are starting a business have so much passion to start it because they're going to, they're going to need it for the long haul. Um, so in this, uh, episode, we, we will focus on starting a business from scratch. And obviously the first thing that, that, uh, that happens is you have an idea for a service or a product and you want to get started. Sometimes, uh, starting a business evolves over time. Um, you know, you might, you might have started with, um, selling certain crafts, um, and, and, uh, you know, more on, on, as a side business to earn extra income, but not necessarily ever envisioning that it could be something more, um, maybe because your, you know, your existing job, um, has, um, benefits and things that, that, you don't want to necessarily give up. Other times it's, um, uh, you know, it's an idea that, uh, or a service that needs your full attention and time uh, to, to birth it. And, um, and so that requires, uh, you know, an immediate focus on, on that. So where do you begin? Well, most of the time, conventional wisdom and i think it's i think it's prudent to to write down a plan to have a basic business plan for your business uh you can there are examples on the web on uh for business plans there's software that helps you write business plans you can get the assistance of a professional uh for um to help you construct a plan but the plan should have some basic components in it to show yourself. And if you have the opportunity for borrowing uh, the lender, that you have a good understanding of what it's going to take to start this business. Uh, typically, components, uh, basic components of a business plan would be things like a capital budget, um, a cash flow projection. Uh, typically, it, that would be two years of monthly cash flow projections, um, a marketing plan, possibly uh, a basic finance plan. Where's the money going to come from to start the business? 
There may be other components to it that are a bit more involved depending on the scale and scope of the business, but those items are the basic part of your plan. It typically would start off with a narrative um, explaining what the business is, um, what your background and expertise is, um, and how that and what role that plays in, in the formation and the ongoing um, management of the business. Um, and it basically lays out in narrative form what you then provide in analysis as well. The capital budget is typically um, an outline of all of the funds necessary to get started if you need equipment. Um, some businesses are more capital intensive than others. Um, uh, if it's a service, maybe you just need a, a laptop and some other basic um, computer equipment to get started. Um, so if it's a more capital intensive business, a fair amount of equipment and inventory to get started, you would really want to lay out exactly what those amounts are um, in as much detail as possible. So a lender can get an idea of what funds are necessary to start. You do want to include in that capital budget, now think of it this way, it's everything you need to open the door or turn on your website. And that means that uh, you will obviously need some contingency money uh, besides all of the funds that you need to purchase the equipment that you need. So you want to show that um, you have given some thought to the fact that you will need some money to get started. Um, typically, even if people are paying you for your service immediately, there's going to be a lag time between when you start and when you start to receive uh, payments. If you're extending credit to customers or clients, that lag time is even longer, and that needs to be taken into account to be sure that um, it's clear to you and it's clear to a lender that, um, you know, the timing of when you expend funds and when you receive them has to be accounted for. Um, and typically that contingency amount will get you through those months where um, it's a challenge. It could be a challenge. Cash flow, cash flow projection is something that you put together. Here's the amount of money I'm starting with, which is typically that contingency number that comes from your capital budget. Here's the timing of my first receipts of revenue. Here's my expenses um, by category and then carry over to the next month and so on. And anytime there's a shortfall, that contingency amount of money has to protect you. Um, typically, your, your, your financing request may include the, the request for a line of credit. And that also could be shown on the cash flow um, to show how you'll maintain um, your cash balances um, when things, uh, especially in startup, when things are much more challenging um, from a cash perspective. Marketing plan, I think, would be a basic plan of how you intend on communicating um, and gaining customers, uh, con communicating to potential new customers, um, and how you uh, will retain them as customers and so on, what that plan would look like. The finance plan is where's the money coming from? Are you, you know, do you have a borrowing request, um, a term loan to help you finance your equipment, for example, or a line of credit to help you manage your cash flow 
um, in the early stages of the business or for growth um, or and how much is coming from your own personal funds or friends and family uh, if there's funding coming from there. Uh, typically, a blending institution, it's hard to borrow money when you're starting a business unless you have another asset that they can collateralize. Uh, your home, for example, or another business or a piece of real estate. Um, uh, banks, you know, are, are always cautious about lending money to new startup businesses. Um, they do do it, but it's just something to keep in mind. You may need to bootstrap. That's a term. Um, that means you just need to use your own resources to start the business. Um, I guess next you would, as part of your plan, certainly you would be thinking about where this business will be located. Um, you know, depending on whether you're, you know, most of what you do is virtual um, or you need a storefront to sell. Um, you can work out of your home. Uh, you certainly could lease uh, um, space for yourself uh, in a, depending on the type of business it is. Um, you can certainly include in the formation of the business, which you would put back into your business plan, the purchase of real estate um, as part of the start of the business. Um, obviously, home-based businesses, you want to be, um, uh, you just should be aware that many um, municipalities require you to get a business license and um and some places require zoning approval, depending on what you're doing. So you need to just be paying attention to that. Um, my suggestion is you probably would want to um, go through the process up front so you know. Um, I've had some clients uh, who have started businesses in their home, and their neighbors were none too pleased. And uh, they let the municipality know about it, and it became... Um, it became an issue and it's something that you should just be mindful of, especially if you're going to have, you're going to start as a home-based business. Get clarity. Clarity is Molinari Oswald's small and medium-sized business, all-inclusive services platform. Business is our business. We want to help you be successful. If the pandemic made anything more clear it was that businesses had to have up-to-date, accurate information. Those that did were able to make quick decisions, whether that was applying for PPP funds or determining they qualified for other grants and credits. First and foremost, we feel the best way we can help you be successful is to be your bookkeeper. That will ensure records are up-to-date, reconciled, and accurate. Next, we will be your tax compliance department, payroll, sales, income, and other taxes will be filed timely and accurately. Lastly, we will be your business coach. We will meet with you on a frequency you decide to discuss any and all business questions. We will dissect your financial data and make suggestions. No surprises when it comes to income taxes. We will prepare projections and plan, so April 15th is just another day. All of this is included in one monthly fee. One bill, no surprises. If you're interested, fill out a contact form on our website or call our office at 610-871-6700 and someone will get back to you as soon as possible.
really another important point as you look towards starting this business is, um, are you going to have partners? Um, how is that going to work out? What type of entity should you choose to conduct business? Um, the simplest form, if you have no partners, is something called a sole proprietorship. Um, it has a very low bar for, you know, if you're using your name, you don't need to do anything. Some sole proprietorships um, um, conduct their business under a fictitious name. Uh, that would require you to, at least in the state of Pennsylvania, file a fictitious name certificate so they can connect that name to you um, legally as a person. Uh, the next uh, um, entity type, which is the most popular uh, currently, is the LLC, Limited Liability Company. Um, Again, that is a separate legal entity that needs to be formed in the state where you're located. Um, every state has um, filing rules. Obviously, one of the big things you need to pay attention to is the name of the LLC. You need to be sure that that name is available. In Pennsylvania, there is a way to name search uh, to be sure that the name is available. If you have multiple owners, you would want some sort of agreement partner agreement to be sure that everyone has a basic understanding of how partners or owners enter the business, how they leave the business, when someone leaves the business, um, what is, how is the value, um, how is the business valued um, so that that exiting partner understands um, if and when they would receive any funds. What happens if a partner is disabled? What happens if a partner dies? Um, uh, it's been my experience that if I ask a client if they have an owner agreement, uh, they'll say yes. And when I ask for a copy, they provide me a copy, but it has never been signed by all the partners. So uh, all that to say that if you do go through the process of, of creating an agreement, make sure that it gets signed and dated by all the owners. That's just a really important uh, thing to pay attention to. The other thing I think that's really important inside those agreements is that it is clear to all the owners how the business is valued in the future, you know, and then whether that value can be funded with some sort of life insurance. So if you are in partnership with another person, that both of you understand that this is how the value of the business is calculated, and if the set, the one of the owners uh, passes away, it's clear on how that person's estate um, receives money for the value. It can certainly be a life insurance policy um, if if that's possible and this, the funds are there to uh, uh, to pay for the life insurance. That's uh, typically how that's done. Uh, one of the other things to consider when you're starting a business is employees and payroll and and human resource issues. Um, you know, that adds a whole nother level of complexity to owning a business, managing employees. How will they be paid? How many, uh, how many employees would you need? Um, are they full-time, part-time? Will you have benefits? Can you afford benefits? Um, will you have key employees? Will you need contracts for those key employees? Um, you really, you know, if they're so, if they're valuable to the business, um, you would want possibly something that gives you some assurances that um, uh, they will stay. 
typically payroll companies, uh, the larger payroll companies offer outsourced human resource uh, capabilities. Um, uh, you would probably want to at least explore that because it's good to have a basic policy for your employees um, that so everyone knows what the policies are. What are the paid holidays? Is, is there sick time? Is there, you know, those types of things, which I find in a lot of small businesses don't get done because um, the owner or, or owners are so busy in the beginning that they, it's just something that doesn't get done. And so um, I've always felt that, you know, to start outsourcing that to one of the payroll companies may be a very smart option. Because what ends up happening is six months to a year down the line, and you're trying to um, either onboard new employees, and they're asking all these questions, how much vacation time do I get? Do I get paid vacation? Do I get sick days? And you're like, well, I don't know, or that's, those are not good answers, especially in this tight hiring environment. You would want to know the answers to those questions. Uh, another thing to consider is the timeline. Like, when do you start? Like, you have an idea. You, you, you have your business plan and then you have to execute it. And what is the time frame between idea to execution? Um, you know, you don't want to be unrealistic about, you know, I, I can from start to finish from idea, plan, execute, uh, I could do that in a month. Well, maybe you could, if it was just you and you've got, you've spent a lot of time ahead of time working through all of the logistics of this, but more times than not, uh, it's going to take some time and you need to build that into your plan. Um, you need to build that into your cash flow projections. You need to be sure that you're being realistic about what those, what the timeline is. Lastly, there are many, many resources that you can take advantage of when you're looking to start a business. Um, locally here in the Lehigh Valley, um, Lehigh University has a small business development center. They offer classes for small businesses uh, to understand in more depth the things that I just mentioned in this podcast. I've taught classes there, um, and typically they're very informative. Um, there is a very small fee to participate, um, but well worth the time. And they also offer their own personal one-on-one -on -one counseling as well. Um, also at Lehigh, there's something called SCORE. Uh, it's an acronym, but basically it is a, a cadre of um, uh, semi-retired or retired executives with lots of experience who offer their services to businesses. Um, and um, so that's something to consider. Um, if, you're not in, if you're not located in our geographic area, the Lehigh Valley, most universities have very similar setups to the ones I just mentioned. Um, and so um, you could avail yourself of those uh, depending on where you're located. Uh, I know locally as well, um, there are some loan pools uh, where uh, banks have banded together to put money into a loan pool and provide lending to higher risk businesses. This is a way that banks can lend money to more risky ventures, but share the risk uh, with, you know, in a, in a greater number so that, um, uh, you know, no one bank is, is finds themselves um, in a really um, 
you know, challenging lending situation and more than likely wouldn't lend in those situations. Um, there's certainly the Small Business Association administration, I'm sorry, um, SBA loans come in different sizes and types. Um, and uh, those also um, reduce the risk for uh, banks. Um, you know, you would apply for those loans through banks who have been approved to lend in those programs. And so you would want to find out who the SBA approved lenders are in your area and visit with them um, and see if that's an option. Um, there have been fees um, that are quite, in the past, have been quite high uh, in those lending situations. And um, although they have come down um, because of the pandemic, there's certainly grants as well. Um, uh, local counties and municipalities sometimes have different kinds of grants. If you're, if you're going to be a, uh, you know, a retail store, they might have grants for your facade or improvements or those types of things. And you certainly can look into those. Uh, maybe the best place to find out about those things is your municipality economic development um, office. Most, most municipalities have those and um, they, their goal is to, you know, build up the vibrancy of business in their, in their, municipality and so they have these special grants um uh, certainly there may be tax incentives as well um, um federal state local county uh type tax incentives uh so um that's kind of a overview of the things you need to consider when starting a small business or a business in general i will put um in the episode notes uh links to some of these resources so that you can at least uh, explore that information um, uh, a bit more in depth. Uh, certainly, um, you know, my firm uh, would be more than happy to help you uh, navigate starting a business and putting together the things that you need um, to, to, um, to start a business. And uh, so thank you for listening. Again, my name is Fran Molinari. I am a partner in Molinari Oswald in Center Valley, Pennsylvania. Uh, we are a full-service CPA firm, and um, we love small business and business in general. Thank you for listening. Remember, we all start small. This podcast is sponsored by the accounting firm of Molinari Oswald, located in Center Valley, PA. Serving small businesses globally. If you love this podcast, please subscribe and tell a friend. Thank you.